America's home for college sports. Live from Jake and Joe's in Waltham, this is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For the next hour, we'll have special guests and get you caught up on Eagles football. The Boston College Football Show is presented by Bud Light, Dilly Dilly, and also sponsored by McGovern Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, driven by you, Bletzer and Bletzer PC, developing long-standing relationships with the clients we serve since 1959. Now it's time to talk BC football alongside head coach Steve. Here's the voice of the Eagles, John Meter Perel. It was a valiant effort for the Boston College Eagles on Saturday night against the second best team in the country, the Clemson Tigers. Good to have you with us, everybody. Happy Veterans Day. We send our thoughts and prayers to all the veterans out there and appreciate their hard work for the country. There's no doubt about that. That goes without saying. But good to see the coach, Steve Adazio, Pete Cronin, John Meter Perel. Coach, welcome back. How are you? Doing good, John. Yeah, everything's good. Just uh, getting ready for another week. Another week, another grind. But, you know, before we came on here, we both, Pete and I both talked about during the broadcast, you guys played Clemson better than any team in the country thus far. And your quarterback went down in the first quarter with a, with a, it looked like a pretty serious down on the sixth play. Unbelievable. On the first series. Yeah. Tough, tough deal. Tough deal for us, tough deal for EJ, because EJ really played with great courage. But, uh, you know, he didn't have the opportunity to, take the reps during the week in practice and see all the looks and that's the problem when you know for a backup guy especially a young guy who doesn't have any bank of experience but he certainly was courageous and tough and competed really hard and i give him a lot of credit you know that's a t- that's a tall order to go in against a team like that uh, it was probably the, one of the best defenses if not the best defense in the country and uh, you got to go in and operate after probably having about six reps during a week now that was very difficult do you know how anthony's doing at this point Anthony's uh, day to day. Uh, he's got a uh, bruise to his uh, um, to his. Uh, I forgot the word. They abdomen. Call. Yeah, the, uh, the abdomen region. Yeah. Um, not sternum though. Uh, uh, do, do what the NFL says. Lower body, upper body, sternum, diaphragm, diaphragm, diaphragm. Oh yeah, that's not that's hurts. So at least you're specific, unlike some yeah. other people. So <laughs> it's day to day, but he's he's doing well. Middle body. Middle body, lower body. Well, that's good. So you, some confidence. I'm cautiously optimistic. Excellent, excellent. Upon further review, when you looked at the tape, were there plays to be had out there? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of plays to be had, and um, yeah, I mean, a lot might be an overstatement, but enough, enough to be right in the middle of that thing in the fourth quarter, within three to six, seven points, or ahead, or behind, or somewhere right in the neck and neck of that game. We played really well in defense, um, you know, and. Uh, and we played hard and physical on offense, but we uh, every time we had field position or had an opportunity, we had a snap over the head or a snap on the ground or a penalty. or We had too many third and longs, and that's too much pressure to put on a young guy. Um, we had some opportunities uh, in the play-action game with guys running down the field wide open. Um, we had an option with EJ where, unfortunately, he lost his footing. He was gone on that. That was six. Um there was opportunities, and in a game like that, they're going to be they're going to be tight ones, but they're going to be there. When you get them, you got to make them. And you know, um, I thought everyone really rallied. The team rallied. The energy was was super. It was the right atmosphere with the right passion to win that football game. Um, but that's a tough blow for any team to lose that guy at that point in that game. And then, of course, our tailback. I give him a lot of credit, you know, but he's just not himself. I mean, and, and you know, it's not, there's nothing we can do to get it where he wants it to be. Right. Um, 
So it wasn't like you could say we could just put it on his shoulders in that game. And so that's that's two pretty big weapons for a game like that. You know, you wouldn't want that against a lesser team. Never mind that team. Yeah. But that is what it is, and what we've got to do a great job now of making sure that you know our guys are ready to play this week, coming off of a big emotional, physical game like that, uh, with a lot going on. The atmosphere was electric, and everything. It was such a. It's the most big time the atmosphere has been in a long, long, long time, at least. Sure. And, you know, you got to watch out with kids that there's not a letdown. Um, get on the road now, travel to Florida State, who, by the way, has an outstanding defense. And they're very talented. Uh, and they got their backs up against the wall because everybody's talking about some 30-something-year-old bowl streak of going to bowls, and if they got to win their next two games not to let that happen. Right. So I just think we're going to get there. Like, we went down to Tech, we got Tech's best shot. And then they fell apart a little bit after that game because it was at home. They had everything they had. I think we're going to get the same thing out of Florida State. It's just the way it is, you know. And we've got to make sure that we're at the very tip-top of our game. We're as healthy as we can be. And we're not still worried about what happened at Clemson or didn't happen at Clemson. You know, I mean, what happens with those games is everybody has a tendency to talk about them too much too long, you know. Yep. Um, when the reality is we're going for our eighth win. Yep. And we have a chance to be 8-3 uh, and three, uh, with another game left after that. Uh, in 120 years of BC football, there's only been 38 win or better years. Correct. And so, and then it gets much less after that in terms of we have a chance to win your ninth game. So there's a lot going on for us here right now. We're going for our fifth ACC win. We have a chance to get six ACC wins, which has only happened one time in our history here. So there's a lot going on right now. And we've got to get our kids focused on all the positive, great things that are there for their legacy, which can be one of the best legacies in a very finite amount of years, like in the three, four, five-year mark. So, um, you know, it's going to require our A-game down there. That's all i got to say to you. Uh, and I know it, you know, and, and, but I'm not playing. Right. So we got to make sure that our kids know it. Well, you've got to uh, look at it from a big-picture standpoint. I don't think Boston College has had a more um, spectacular 18-hour period. I don't recall, and when you when you take the game day experience and what led up to it, the university showed it was just so well done. I watch that show every Saturday. I was just thinking back. I've not seen a place that looked as good as Boston College did. Uh, and then the game, Boston College acquitted themselves under the circumstances. Nobody gave Boston College a chance. Nobody except you guys, the guys in the locker room, and. Bar, but for a few exceptions, you, you played yourself in a, into an opportunity to, to actually uh, be competitive in that game, and that, that you got That's a. I think that's a buildable moment. Oh, there's no question, and you're right. I mean, that was an impressive uh, Saturday afternoon game day experience, and uh, I've had from people all over the country calling me saying that what an unbelievable Boston College day that was, and from everything all the way through from the morning through the end of the game, and. Uh, you know that's worth an unbelievable. Priceless. It's priceless for the university for the showing for both the whole university academically and everything else as well as athletically, and um, so that was fantastic. And uh, but it's Monday. Tomorrow's Back a to big work. practice day. Back to work, man. Um, I'm pretty sure that Florida State doesn't give a hoot about any of that, and. Uh, so we got to get going. First thing we got to do is get we got to get healthier. We're just not healthy enough, you know. 
at the positions that are the explosion positions. I think our defense right now is playing the best it's played all year. We've been in a run here right now. We're, and I think our offense was too until Saturday night. I mean, that was a that was a, a, a not a normal occurrence. So I think we got our offense refiring again, and our defense is firing now, and our special teams is firing. We put them all three together. We're, we're going to be, you know, that team that really would have took Clemson down to the wire on Saturday night. Yep. So that's a you get a lot of lot of senior leadership on this football team, um, and, and you know as well as anybody, good teams don't dwell on success or failure too long. Because you're back in it, you're back in the, right back in the soup again. So having that senior group certainly should work to your advantage. Yeah, I think it will. I think these guys are sharp and they've got scars. You know, <laughs> they're weathered. Um, I'm sure there's some younger guys that probably you know don't quite get all that. Um, and we got to do our job. I got to do my job and really make sure that we have the right mindset. And um, and I think we will. You know, I just got a few unknowns in front of me in terms of who's practicing tomorrow and who's not. You know, I don't know that I know the answer to that yet. Those are day-to-day decisions. We practice in the morning, and I won't really know until the morning. So hopefully, uh, you know, we need to get Anthony and A.J. practicing. You know, it's hard uh, when you don't have a big – if you're a fourth, fifth-year senior, fourth-year senior, you got to bank – you can get away with that a little bit. But when you're a young guy, Anthony's a young guy, AJ's a young guy, that's hard. There's just so many looks that they don't get. So many, like for AJ, it's the run fits, it's the protection fits. Anthony, it's the whole enchilada, you know. Um, you know, all the different coverages. And like last week, you know, seeing two-trap you know, and understanding two-trap coverage for a young freshman was hard. Um, so. so you're in a position where now you, if you... In an optimal environment, you, Anthony's healthy. You go with it, and you prepare. Now you're in a position where you where you don't know, so you have to you have two game plans. I think what will happen at a minimum is certainly EJ is going to take significantly more reps in practice than he's had the opportunity to take since training camp, and uh, we're going to try to manage that. But what happens is it takes a lot to get your starting quarterback ready to be at competitive excellence. Um, with all their constraints on the 20-hour rule and everything, it's not like pro football now. I mean, it's hard to give X amount of reps to a, to a backup quarterback. But we're going to have to give that. And then if Anthony, that's easy. If he's not practicing, then he gets them all. But if he is practicing, you also got to get Anthony ready to play at a high, high level. So we're going to have to stick handle that tomorrow, as they say. With A.J., my guess will be that he won't practice you know, he's been in that routine now where he doesn't practice during a week. And uh, and then we just have to see and evaluate. You know, until we can get him to a bowl scenario where we can give him a few weeks off, and then I think he'll get through this. But you're talking about an impact player that is doing everything he can, and he, he's got a lot of toughness to him. But you're talking about a guy that's operating at, a, 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 you know, 80%. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, that's that's huge. Well, he, did, he ran for 150 yards against Miami on one leg, which is which at the time was the second best defense in the country. Yeah, but the cumulative effect of the pounding on that is 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 is, is taking its toll right now.
Right. You know, and uh, and, and, and not for nothing, but people are taking ankle leg shots on him like there's no tomorrow. You know, he gets in the bottom of that pile, and they're torquing that ankle on him. I mean, it's unbelievable, really. Yeah, no, that's, he, he's definitely a gritty warrior. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And we're going to have to play the other guys, and you know, but you got to get first downs. Or you know, everybody says, "Oh, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that?" Yeah, it's great. But when you're not getting first downs, you're getting no continuity. You're not getting going. So we, right. you know, we just got to focus on getting first downs. And, and, and but we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll Absolutely. get everybody back. We'll be fine. Think about all year. You've weathered the storm thus far. We've played since Temple like that with AJ. So. That's, yeah. that's pretty. That's pretty. Pretty impressive. One day, one day, we're going to have that full compliment back again. Absolutely. This yeah. is the BC Football Show with Stephen Dazio from Jake and Joe's and Waltham. We're coming back with more after this from Anheuser Busch. Fielded by Walker, the 25 comes to the near side. Walker, 30, 35, 40 on his horse. 45, 50. Walker cutting back, 40. Walker, 35, 30. Could go 20. Walker, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Touchdown! Boston College. Michael Walker on a punt return after a 44-yard punt, 69-yard return. How do you like that? I don't even have to ask. Don't, don't bother. Take a bow, Michael Walker. BC6, Clemson 3. Live from Jake and Joe's, you're listening to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. Once again, here's John Peter Perel. What a moment for Michael Walker. An explosive return as Boston College scored its first touchdown of the night. Welcome back to the BC Football Show. Pete and I were going nuts in the booth, Coach, like everybody else in the stadium. We saw that thing develop in front of us. How did he get that done? Well, it was a really intelligent play because he saw the ball hit them, one of their guys, which means that he had a freebie on his hand, you know? He could literally have caught it and threw it to them, and we'd still have possession of the ball, right? So he knew the rules, and... He just said that, you know, there was a great opportunity for him to take, make a daring play and scoop it and go. And uh, guys did a great job blocking for him, and that was certainly a, an electric play and really set a tone. And, you know, we opted to play defense first. They got three. We held them to three. We come back, boom, we're back up at 6 nothing, and that was that was the right way to start that game. It was. And Pete thinks he's an NFL returner. I do, too. He has that extra chromosome, as Cronin likes to say. Just take the ball and run with it, right? Well, he's done a great job, and, uh, you know, we've got a lot of confidence in these special teams and our return games, and, you know, we just got to have another big, big afternoon on Saturday with them, to be honest with you. Well, you, going into that game, you, you know, <clears throat> special teams needed to be special. You had a lot of, right. I know you had a couple of things in there. You wanted to block a punt. And, well, we went after the block on that play. Yeah, yeah and um, and the, it just, it just magnifies the importance of that aspect of the game that that facet of the game and having a weapon like that yeah. of course they come back later and respond with their own but um right. game changing these these are game changing events this is uh well, that one that hit us boy you know we uh, had a low punt and we had it in the middle of the field we're you know we're supposed to be between the numbers on the sideline and it wasn't and it was low and it put a tremendous amount of stress on us that was unnecessary well you can't coach speed and when that kid kid got the ball yeah. He was off like a like a shot. And he was, in. but we gave that. I mean, we gave that to him with where we placed him in that ball. Right. Well, that's part of the stuff that people don't understand. Is the the ball? You have the you have enough skill in a position where you put the ball where you want to. You can you work the field. Right. Uh, when you miss, we had one. BC had one of those a couple weeks ago where they missed 
and uh, turned it into be I think it was uh, Virginia Tech turned into a big return for Boston College. Yeah, I thought your defense played a really good game, and people look at Trevor Lawrence like we did and said, "Boy, this kid is composed. He's poised. He's playing like a senior. He's a freshman." Right. Uh, what did you think of his play overall? And he played one of his better games, but right. we but you know that that tells you the level that we played at. We challenged him, and he and he responded. But we, you hit him. We hit him. We we did everything we wanted to do. We played aggressively in the back end. We blitzed. We we did all the things we wanted to do. They they got they certainly got some yards, but our defense held them to twenty points. If yep. you had said to me to be in a week. You can hold them to 20 points. I'd have took that all day and ran because I would have felt like somehow, some way, we would have put up 21, 24, or something like that. And uh, I think we would have, but we didn't. And um, but but that that piece of it was right. Definitely was right. And you're you're continually getting pressure from the ends. Oh, Wyatt Ray and Zach Allen. I heard you today in your press conference. Zach Allen to me is the top five defensive player in the country right now. There's no question. No question. And he no. cranks it up every week. Yeah. And this week, it's a kind of a fascinating matchup. Florida State has a kid on the, their end named Brian Burns. Mark Rick talked about him after the game. Every coach talks about him. Allen and, and Burns are similar, aren't they? Different players. Different? Yeah. yeah. In, in what way? Well, Zach is a, a beast. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a run-stopper. He's a pass rusher. He can play on the edge. He can play inside. He's not just an edge guy. Now, I mean, Harold was an edge guy. Yeah. Right. You know, didn't, that's not the meaning. And it's just, you know, he was an edge guy. Yeah. You know, but, but Zach is Zach is not just an edge. Well, guy. his play with the quarterback when he timed the the jump perfectly with the quarterback field with the the uh, deflection and ended up getting tackled. I thought it was going to be a safety. That just shows. That just goes. He almost he almost did. Uh, but that just goes to show you his athleticism. Yeah. That that you, in a, you know I call him a dancing bear, but that is he looked like a dancing bear out there. Uh, just a he's great, great talent. He's a great athlete. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's a big guy. I mean, that's the thing. He's like he's a 285, 90 pound guy. I mean, he's not a 245, 50 pound guy. Oh no. You know, one of the things, even though uh, the, the the running statistics were a little little bit skewed. Um, one of the things coming to the game we focused on was gap integrity. Because after watching a couple of games, Clemson, where they had, you know, explosive running attacks, it was they were just there was no gap integrity. Or that offensive line was doing such a good job that gap integrity suffered. That was the one thing between the tackles the other night I thought was was an excellent. Uh, focus point that turned to be a big improvement. But we had a, our focus on that game plan was we weren't going to let number nine beat us. We were going to force the quarterback to run with the ball, and uh, we we're going to tackle nine, you know, in those read zones and things, which was good. And you know, they made a couple plays. You know, those, got those freak receivers that go up over oh. the top of you, and we were in pretty good position. A couple times we weren't, um, but you know, I thought we challenged and played well. Our linebackers played well. I thought, you know, I just. I thought we played aggressively. I thought our team played that way with aggressiveness. I mean, you know, it's just the way it was. Our productivity just on offense wasn't high enough because you know we we're missing we we're missing too many plays that were there. We we're just missing them. You know, that's that. You know, and they were in the throw game because they were loading the box. And yep. then, of course, as Anthony went down, they just they were everybody was in the box saying, "Hey, make make them throw to beat you." And uh, you know, we we had some opportunities. You know. And we made a couple big throws, too. You did? But not consistently enough. But you know what? In that game, honestly, the penalties and the snaps, I mean, were huge. Huge. What happened on the the tough snaps? 
Well, you know, just one of them was gunned over his head about 100 miles an hour, and uh, another one was dribbled back, and there was a little bit of indifferent inflection in cadence. Mm -hmm. And a couple of those things were going on. And, uh, you know, guys get really used to a guy. And, uh, you know, you double clutch it a little bit, and next thing you know, you've gun it. But those things didn't need to happen, and they happened. And, uh, you know, it's just... um, Gets you off schedule. Gives you no chance. Yeah, yeah and the, 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 the takeaway was, you know, you had to be clean. No doubt about it. Penalty-wise, you, you know, you, you needed to avoid mistakes, although the game has them in. You needed to make, and you needed to really play clean. And then when you begin to play not so clean against that opponent, it's a compounding effect. Listen, here's, here's the deal. If you put the tape on, put the tape on. The first six plays we ran, okay, they couldn't get lined up one time. All right? We were going down the field, and they couldn't line up. And then we throw that freaking speed post, okay? Yeah. And and and, I, and and then we had the phantom timeout call, all right, which was going to split the defense, and that's a window into how we would have played on offense on that night. I'm just telling you, okay? Yeah. We ran the toss sweep truck play with AJ for about eight or nine or ten yards. We, it's what we had the naked, which we we didn't have. It got us a little off schedule, but that's where we were going to play. That was a window on those six plays of what was going to happen, and then that was gone. Right. Okay. And so, like, and I don't want to talk about it anymore because that's the way it is. I got to focus on Florida State right now. Okay. But what would have, what could have, should have, didn't. And that's life. And we got to get going. We got to get back and get back in the groove that we were in. And, and that's where it is. I'm done with that. So I love you guys, but I'm not talking about it anymore. <laughs> All right. We, you know what we could do? We go on to Tallahassee. Let's go on to Tallahassee. Paul Cristiani came up with that, president of the Gridiron Club. All right, on to Tallahassee, Florida State. I look at this this uh, 80-page uh, pregame notes, and I see four out of five losses. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, guys like me look at that and say, boy, they're, they're wounded, they're struggling. And they, they got beat up pretty good in those games, but they played great competition, too. What's your take on the Seminoles? So here's the deal, okay? I think they're I think they're working for their consistency in offense, which hasn't been there. The defense gets on the field a long time. The defense is outstanding. Um, you know, I'm watching Clemson play them. They got three points in the first quarter. It wasn't until the second half of the second quarter that they got some points on them. Syracuse played them. Syracuse had, I think, uh, six points for almost three quarters of the game. I mean, these guys are hard to run the ball against. They're what you would expect out of a Florida State defense. They're not disappointing on that end now. Okay, but sometimes they're on the field a long time and they get a little bit tired. Um, they have skilled players on offense. They're running back outstanding. The quarterback can throw the ball really well, and they have big-time receivers. Those are all, what I'm telling you, that's factual. That's that's the truth, okay? And I think they're trying to find their consistency up front. I think they're, you know, trying to do some things there. But, you know, they they have they have outstanding te- – they had all those four or five stars and all those top five recruiting classes, and they didn't just vanish. They, they didn't go away, you know, and they're there. Um, you know, and I heard uh, Willie Taggart today talking about you know, we, we get it one th- one position up, and then the next position, and go. You know, isn't playing well, and I just hope to God that you know we seem to get everybody's best shot, and that we're not going to get them all firing on the same page now. Okay, because there's certainly plenty of ability to get that done now. That's that's what stood out to me on tape. I, you know, I kind of like everybody else. I'm watching tape, hoping to myself, well, hey, you know, maybe maybe it's not going well. Maybe they got serious issues here and there, and this and that, and everything else. And I got done watching the tape, and I put my head back. I'm like, oh my god, you know, here we go. This is a talented football team. Yeah. It's talented. 
Now they've got to gel that thing together, and you know sometimes it, all of a sudden it just comes together. You know? uh-huh. uh, and I, I really don't hope that that sometime is Saturday, but well, that, no matter what it takes, we're going to go down there and we're going to find a way to win that absolutely. game. Absolutely. Well, you guys something to play for there's an awful lot of positives uh from your perspective you get a yeah but that's all you made a point earlier i saw i watched your press conference today and the making that transition uh you know a big emotional event and it came way not not are you not going back there again no, are you, you gonna go back there again flipping it now you're flipping all right it flip positive. it flip it flip it to the positive Boom. flip it to like the a starfish the energy the energy is shifting you go okay guys next yeah next that's the focus yesterday we met with the team yesterday, and uh, we, we we shifted. And uh, the focus is on one thing, getting our eighth win, going down to Tallahassee. I know, you know, it's a tough place to play. We probably don't have a ton of wins down in Tallahassee, but, you know, it's a place where, you know, there'll be a great electric crowd down there, and we got to go get it. And, uh, you know, each day we'll be working on the emotional level of what it takes to win that football game. And um, my guess will be with our group of guys, I'd be, you know, never say it can't happen, but... I'd be surprised they don't come out and with a lunch pail in hand and go to work tomorrow and have a pretty darn good practice tomorrow. Um, you know, and that's 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 what I expect to see. So uh, they're pretty workmen like our guys, you know. Yep, yep, no doubt. On to Tallahassee. Yeah. We're, we're doing that mantra all week. <laughs> Are you looking for the best barbecue around? you got to try, got to cue Smokehouse and Barbecue, authentic wood smoke barbecue. Stop into their restaurant in Cumberland, Rhode Island, or call 401-475-1296 for their catering options. Go to Rhode Island's best barbecue, gotacue.com. Go wow. try that out, Coach. Maybe we could have them do something for our team. Yes, we could make that happen. Yeah, that there sounds go. good. Peppy says yes. It's a, it's a go. Can you invite Cronin tonight? Cronin, look how good he looks right now. He's been on a diet. I don't know if he's going down like that you. path, you know. I try to be like you. I, I got to tell you a funny story. I was at having lunch with my granddaughter today. Be like me. Ricky Brown hit me after that punt return. Did you almost go down? I'm still hurting right now. Every joint in my body hurts. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tell me about your daughter. Hold that thought. Granddaughter. granddaughter. She looked up on the TV. You're on the TV. She goes, hey, bitch, you're on television. <laughs> she goes, no, that's not me. That's not hey, me. who? Oh, hey, bitch. Boy. They call me bitch. Oh, I thought I heard my, something that, different than that. that. I got nervous. That was my grandfather's nickname, so that's why. Binge. 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 Like a bridge. Binge? Binge, yes. Binge. Bidgey. Yeah. I don't know that word. Okay, you it's not bridge. You shouldn't. No, it's bitch. it's bitch because I heard the B and I got nervous. <laughs> don't wow. get nervous. She knows what to call <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna take a break on that note. Coming back more on Florida State with Steven Osio after this from these side. Lawrence will snap to the right ash, moving left to right. Back to throw at the 45. Here comes the pressure. They got him at the 42. Sacked by Isaiah McDuffie off the edge. How do you like that? Ten seconds remain in the half. Clemson has to hurry. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, let's go back to Jake and Joe's with your host, John Peter Perel. It will be BC and the Seminoles on Saturday at 3.33 o'clock, our broadcast time on the BC IMG Sports Network. And oh, by the way, just announced today, BC and Syracuse, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, a noon kickoff at Alumni Stadium. You like those noon kickoffs? Yeah. Who doesn't, right? Get up early and get going. Right. Go get them. I know Corona loves them. I don't like to sit around the hotel I prefer them. I prefer them, yes. Yes. But it's a, it's a good uh, thing that Isaiah McDuffie, a guy we talk about every week now, he cranked up his play again. He's another guy that's running around 
like crazy making plays, right? I thought he and Connor and, and Max, I thought those guys, you know, they've been playing at a high level. They're uh, running around, making a lot of plays. Yeah. And he's a guy that you said last week is a, is a building block player, right? Why is Young that? guy that's you know, improving each week and a very uh, explosive guy. And, uh, and the more he plays, the you know, more confidence uh, he gets. And I think you know guys like Connor do a great job of getting helping him get lined up and making sure that he's trying to be in the right place at the right time. Cause, you know, he's still got a lot of growing to do there, but his uh, but his ability to see ball get ball is impressive it is he has a nose for it. what's the biggest uh, concern for you for florida state's offense well i mean i just think that you know they got a running back that's got a, that's got speed and ability and, and and the quarterback can throw and they got receivers it's the same you know you know not giving up a big pass play that occupies 60 yards 40 yards that type of thing make them go to long hard way you know see if they can systematically go to long hard way and execute that's hard to do for anybody and uncharacteristically, though, they're just giving only uh, rushing for about 80 yards a game. But to the to your point made earlier, they they probably playing from behind a little bit and having to throw the ball around the yard. I think so. And you know, I think we've got to challenge their offensive front and in, in both in, in the drop back and third down and, and in the run game. And you know, they're 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 you know trying to get some stuff done there. And I think we've got to we've got to try to dominate up front. Um, no, for sure. Yeah, hey, uh, this is a opportunity for you to go down there, get number eight. Um, hasn't happened too often around these parts. And you mentioned earlier, chance to get number nine. Uh, but as a, as a from a program standpoint, it'd be quite an accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, I think it, you know it'll be phenomenal, and um, you know it gets. I believe it gives us our fifth ACC win. And uh, only one other time has there been six. Um, so there's a lot of great things ahead of us. We played a really tough schedule this year, and I think uh, we, you know we're 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 we're, we're still a top 25 team. We'd like to remain there uh, and finish the season there. We've been there on now three different occasions. Um, so I think there's a lot of good stuff going on, um, and just got to close it out and finish the gun lap, which is hard to do. Because in college football right now, you know, you get beat up down the home stretch, and a lot of that has has a lot to do with it. With the health of your team is as you try to finish. Yep. And you're playing interesting next two weeks. We leave the, the last game kind of on the periphery here, but you're playing the team that is pinning themselves into a corner. They've got a 30-plus year bowl streak going, uh, and they have to win out. And you're next on their, you're next on the menu, so right. to speak. Right. So you, you would probably expect to get a great effort out of them from from. Sure, we should playing them up here. But, I agree, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to probably get a great effort out of them. And you know what? That's that's what it is. This, you know, we're you know we've been up against it every week. We're going to just continue to be up against it. That's that's college football in the ACC, especially on our side of the division. I mean, you know, you know, you're not going to win our side of the division with with or, or play for it with four losses. That's for sure, right? Um, and this side here, it's a it's a real tough race, and um, you know, the margin for error is small. DeAndre Francois, James Blackman have kind of been splitting duties. Francois played against Notre Dame on Saturday, a game they lost 42-13. He was real impressive two years ago, didn't play last year because right. of the injury. Right. Uh, what, what are you getting from both of those guys? I mean, they're both guys that can throw the ball pretty well, real well. And, uh, you know, I think that they get banged around quite a bit in there. You know, and uh, we got to continue that trend. we got to be able to get after the quarterback here. You know, we got to hit him. And, and unsettle them 
Um, you know, and I think that's true of anybody, but especially probably true here. Is it an offensive line, a raw offensive line? What's going on up front for them? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I think they're they're working hard trying to, you know, get their chemistry and their glue together up front. You know, and uh, you know, when 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 that's when when that's not exactly on target, then then it, it makes it hard. You know, um, we've all been there. <laughs> So. Yeah, they look pretty good getting off the bus. It's uh, six five three fourteen. You know? Listen, these guys are all. Ta- I say it again. Right, there's all four or five star players there. Am I right or wrong? Oh, absolutely. And all top of the crop. And I would say, I mean, there are recruiting classes that are still coming off of national championship year, right? So, those are all high end players there now. Don't 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 think that that's not the case. But you know. Everybody's got to be aligned, working in the same direction. That's the nature. That's why they call it a team game. And you know, got 11 guys out there. They all got to function well together. And that's that's sometimes uh, you know they got a new program, new coach, and they're trying to get their system in, their program in, their terminology in, and everything else. You know, and that takes time. Defensively, similar to Clemson, they're very tough to run against. 3.4 yards per rush. Uh, how does that uh, incorporate itself here? I told you that. Yeah, well, I'm watching the tape. You know, they got real guys up front now. They're big, athletic, and their safeties are hit like crazy. They're quick. So I mean, that that defensive personnel is as good as anybody's. So, but you know, we gotta we gotta we gotta try to stay on the field on offense and you know and manageable and, situation. And keep them keep them on the field and try to you know wear them out a little bit. Is David Bailey going to get some time this week? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he and Travis, yeah. Excellent. And the, just Benny Glines, too, or is he? Oh, yeah, Benny's playing more receiver right now, but he'll he'll probably get a chance to mix in there a little bit. But like Brian White always says, if one of them's got a hot hand, we're not taking him out. Right. Yes. So fans looking for a little uh, peek in the box, going to get a look at everybody, find the hot hand, ride it. Yes. Yep. Okay, that's good. Good plan. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> it, it your, your plan passes muster with me. <laughs> That's important to me, you know. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. Check this out from Jason Baum, BCSID. Last four FSU recruiting classes. Third in 2015, second in 2016, fifth in 2017, 10th in 2018. Yeah, there's a few guys floating around there. There's, right? There's a few. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. Well, that's sure. all right. You guys, you have a few too, though. So We got a few. I wouldn't change any of them. Absolutely. And that's something we talk about a lot, Pete and I. People ask us about it. I was asked all week last week, why is BC successful? I'll tell you why they're successful. Recruiting is cranked up. Recruiting's gotten so much better under your auspices. And how's that trending for you? I think there's two things. I think it's recruiting and development. And and, and that's, you know, I thought, you know, like I said, Tom O'Brien did a great job with that, right? I mean, recruiting and development. And that's the key here. You know, getting the right guys that want to be here, that fit here. And finding diamonds in the rough and developing them, and and that's a that's a pipeline slow process here. And so when you once you have that going, you want to keep that continuity going because when you hit a couple three year blip of that not happening, it takes a long time to get that back going again. I'm just telling you, it's not like some of these places where maybe in a couple of years you could refire it a little bit. A couple three years here, if it's not where it needs to be, I I, I thought. It would be like four or five. It's like you know, it's like six years to re to recycle this thing. Especially if it gets, it's just the way it is. And so that's why what you you want to do is the key here is not not to ever let it drip back. 
can't have a gap there. No. No, you have a gap. You're going to pay the price for that gap. And, and you got to manage your roster and uh, make sure that, you know, you're, you're recruiting – you know the right positions with the right numbers, and don't create don't create issues. You know what I mean. Yep. So, um, but our guys, listen, I say it all the time. I'm gonna say it again. They represent this university in very first class fashion. They respect and want and earn their degrees, and they're proud of that. And they play football at a high high level. It's a high character team. I mean, I don't know what else, honestly, you could ask for. That you're a BC grad and you're sitting there saying they're tough, they're smart. They have high character. They're competing at a high level, right? I, I mean, I, I you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something here. You know, I mean, uh, you know, that, that's what's going on with these guys right now. That's what it you should know. be. Yeah. Should well, be. I mean, at BC, doesn't it? Doesn't that doesn't mean that that's where it is all over power football. No, I football. get it, but it should be all over power football. Doesn't, ha- it? Well. doesn't happen in a lot of places. <laughs> oh, no, we know that. That's for sure. Yeah. Join the BC Gridiron Club and support the Football Eagles. Our benefits include home game tailgates, away game venue bashes, and unprecedented team and program access. Sign up today, bcfootballgridiron.com. They go into Tallahassee. You want to Tallahassee, Christiani? He's on to Tallahassee. See that? Thumbs up. And we're on Ball's as well. on to Tallahassee. Ball. We're all on to Tallahassee. Everybody's on to Tallahassee. Coming up on Friday afternoon, we'll talk about the keys to the game after this from Bletzer and Bletzer. Lawrence with a shotgun, play fake, looking left. Now he unloads to the 15-yard line. Him Sheevers picks it off at the 8. Boston College football down the Clemson sideline. Good pick by Him Sheevers. Sixth interception of the season, tied for the nation high as the Eagles take over. So the first pick of the night thrown by Trevor Lawrence. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, let's go back to Jake and Joe's with your host, John Meter Farrell. Hamp Sheevers, one of nine Florida natives on the BC roster, returning to Florida on Saturday as the Eagles take on the Seminoles. Hamp with his sixth interception continues to shine as a corner for BC. Another, speaking of great recruits, there's another one part of that 2016 class. Oh, by the way, that was ranked 83rd in the country by recruiting analysts. Hamp Sheevers, a headliner along with John Lamott, uh, Anthony Brown, Kobe White, Elijah Johnson, who's injured, Grant Carlson, Max Richardson, Ray Martin. Uh, Mike Palmer, Corab, Adrizi, all the way down the list. That was ranked 83rd. How does that happen? Um, you know, I mean, they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? Good call. Shocking. I love it. Stunning, right? Yeah, stunning. Recruiting services, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys look at that stuff and just no, shake your head? No, absolutely not. I don't look at any. I don't care about any of that. I want guys to come to camp. I want to meet guys, get around guys. I, I, I don't listen, never have, don't care, never care, didn't care when I was at Florida recruiting. It's all BS. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I say it's all. I mean, obviously there are some good players that are highly rated guys, but I'm just saying that I won't take a guy or look at a guy because he's a highly rated guy, whether I could or I couldn't. I mean, I, I want to see, I make my own decision. Right, which is what you should do. Yeah. Well, coming up to Florida State here, I'm a Governor Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram keys to the game. You can check them out at 777 Washington Street in Newton or at McGovernJeep.com. Quarterback situation still fluid. Anthony Brown may be questionable at this point, but if E.J. Perry has to take some snaps, what are you looking forward to? I love E.J. He's a tough customer. He's a competitive guy. He can run it. He can throw it. He's got a lot of moxie. I think that as he, we have to make sure that we give him more reps during the week so he's prepared it's not fair, and that's the unfortunate thing for any backup quarterback. They never get enough reps, 
And uh, but but I'm telling you, this guy is dynamic. He's electric, and uh, and with the ball in his hand, he can do unbelievable things. But his he impressed me with his toughness and his moxie. I mean, that stage was not too big for him. Okay, I'm just telling you. Yep. So our job is to get him more repetitions, and and so that he can have more opportunity to operate in during the week like you know because that's that's the key so we're going to work really really hard at that this week so that if if uh ej's the one that's in the game and going he's got ample amount of practice time to be prepared for all the looks he's going to see and that'll be that'll be uh, you know the challenge for us is dividing up the reps based on anthony's health and where we're at and that's a game plan fundamentally you are still a downhill power run team but the nuance will be developing a game plan to accommodate the skill sets of the two different quarterbacks yeah i mean i think you know when ej's in the game he can he can fire it now he can throw it but not to utilize his i don't think people understand what his measurables are elite i mean his vertical jump 40 yard dash shuttle times broad jumps i mean he can go so i mean for us not to utilize that would be insane but in the same breath we also got to be able to get the ball down the field or we'll be facing these, you know, uh, zero coverage, man coverage loaded boxes all day long. And that's rough duty, too. So, um, you know, we got to be able to do both. You've said since day one, E.J. Perry was your type of guy. What's a Steve Adazio quarterback? I mean, I like, I mean, to me, uh, I want a tough guy that the stage is not too big, that when the game's on the line, they want the ball in their hand. That's, that's what it is. That's how you... That's how, to me, how you measure a quarterback. They come in all different shapes, sizes, who runs it, who throws it, who does both. But at the end of the day, the great ones I've been around have a common link. And that common link is that when the game is on the line, they want the ball in their hands, and they're going to bring it home. We call that the Larry Bird around here. That's it. Give me the ball. Throw the top ready. Yeah. He said, give me the ball with two seconds left, and I'm going to drain the three to win it. You want, and, and, and everybody looks in the huddle, and they're like, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think those are the intangible qualities of a quarterback, and that's what separates the great ones um, from the good and the average ones. And uh, so that's uh, that's what it's all about. As far as your keys to the game, what needs to be done for win number eight? Well, I think win number eight, obviously we've got it. I think we need to, you know, possess the ball and score, uh, you know, like we're accustomed to on offense through a very balanced play action run drop back quick game routine i think uh, take care of the ball on defense we've got to eliminate the big plays which we've been doing we've got to stop the run and uh um and, and create turnovers in special teams i'm looking for us to have some hits again in special teams i think the each one of each phase of your your team has shown the ability to do all that which is, uh, and they feed off each other, which is kind of uh, interesting where you see um, you get into a tough patch and all of a sudden somebody makes a play and it it spills over to the other side of the ball, and which is, uh, it's it's hard to find. But you guys, now I think you you said today your team is a personality, you have a style, you call that a style. Right. And so you've grown to expect that style, that's going to be your brand moving forward. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, that's 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 the bar we want to have set and that's where we want to be for sure no doubt about it so you know uh the challenge will be on and uh great thing is is uh we're going to kick that thing off at 3 30 on on saturday and let it roll all we have to do is get there 
<laughs> I'm, oh, leaving, boy. I'm leaving later tonight. I'm driving down. Get there in 35 hours. I was thinking about being like John Madden and maybe taking a you know a bus. Like, the Adazio Cruiser. Take the, take the whole, whole convoy. I'm just glad Father Jack's with us. You know what I mean? Yes, right. divine intervention. Always nice to have him on board. It is nice. We we hope that that's smooth sailing. But you've been to Florida State a lot, especially with Florida too. The and a couple of years, you know, three or four times now with BC. The atmosphere down there it seems to always be electric. To borrow one of your terms, yep. you guys have had fun with that though recently. You're confident yeah. there. Yeah, I mean. You know, I mean, Virginia Tech's, uh, that was no box of chocolates, that environment. That might be the toughest in the conference. So um, I think our guys are comfortable, and, uh, you know, we're prepared to go on the road and create our own home field. Yes, and it's something that uh, players, I mean, you, you've said many times, if you're not a, a player should, can thrive off of that, right? The I good mean, ones thrive off of that. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, communication for us, you know, we, 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 we signal everything anyways. There's not much communication. That's not really the big challenge anymore anyway. So. And we, we, in, our, in our deal, we blast that sound system in the uh, indoor now. So, uh, you know, you have, you've been there. I mean, every day, is, you, you know, you're, you're ruining your hearing for life. So we're kind of accustomed oh to that. You know? Cronin loves playing in enemy territory. I love playing on the road in loud places. <laughs> I just loved it. Because no one's going to come out of the stands and stab me. Well, maybe. But... I mean, but and for other reasons. But yeah, I I just love the the crowd noise and the, the quote unquote hostile environments. That's why, you know, we make the point when when you when you, you come to Boston College and you go to a place like Virginia Tech, tough place to play. But that's why you go to a place like Boston College to play at Virginia Tech or play in a game like you played the other night. I mean, to to have that opportunity to play on that big stage right. and to to now to go to Florida State and play in that place. I mean, against elite athletes. Uh, it, it's it's like I, like he says. I love the hostile environments. I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I'm weird. Is, is you're a competitor. The most competitive guys want to play the their the, the, the best in the most competitive moments. I mean, I mean that, that who measures themselves against the lowest moments? You measure yourself against the hardest, toughest, most competitive times, and those are your ballers. Those are ballers. You know? Junkyard dogs, Pete. JWD. Yeah. Yeah. JWD, you see, you threw him I'm off. I'm just of concerned that. that maybe you thought someone could come out of the stands and stab you. <laughs> you know, I just don't know what's going on I, in your I, world. I man. have, I have stories I won't bother telling you, but uh, well, they're afraid you. I was going to come off the field and stab them. Did you share this with your family? I, yeah, it's, it's in a book. It's all, all right. It's all been written it's, down. The Philadelphia Eagle fans probably at some point might have been a target. I'm just know. nervous now sitting next to you. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I got, I got a little animated about moving on to Tallahassee. Maybe you're going to <laughs> stick a shit in me or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no shibs. Maybe this pen. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Coach, we appreciate it as well. Always a good sport. And go on to Tallahassee with a victory. We look forward to win number eight this week. That's it, baby. Ready to roll. Good luck. All right. Thanks, John. Steve Adazio. Pete Cronin. I'm Johnny DePerell. Special thanks to Anthony Pepe, Jason Baum, Mike Wynn, Paul Christianio, Cast of Thousands, everybody here at Jake and Joe's. And that's going to do it for us. Have a great weekend, or a great week, everybody. We'll catch you again on Saturday at 3 on the BC IMG Sports Network and Sports Radio WEI 93.7 FM. Good night from Jake and Joe's.
listening to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. Join us on Monday nights throughout the season here on the Boston College IMG Sports Network. The Boston College Football Show has been sponsored by Bud Light, Dilly Dilly, McGovern Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, driven by you, Bletzer and Bletzer PC, developing long-standing relationships with the clients we serve since 1959. The Boston College Football Show is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports.